What is going on? Sunday night. It's the best time of the week outside of Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not doing well at all. So I, don't, I was getting ready for the stream and then something just came over me and I got really sick, like really fast, like out of nowhere. So what we're going to do is we're going to streamline this and I apologize to everybody out there. This is going to be a really quick stream. I'm not feeling well at all, but... I might make it up tomorrow if I'm feeling better. I can't. That sounds like a that. good idea. Sounds like a good idea. So what time tomorrow can we expect the stream? I said possibly. So if I'm feeling better, that time will come when the notification pops up. We're going to call those things that be not as though they were. You're already going to feel better by tomorrow. And so we'll expect that pop up notification. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hope so. Because this yeah, really sucks. Better. Like I said, it, it came out of nowhere. Like I was literally setting up for the stream. I don't know if uh, somebody hexed me because I predicted this win. I don't believe in that. So, uh, okay. All right. Let's see who we got in the comment section. Who's joining us right now? It's 42 people here already. Listen, I appreciate y'all. 42 you. people already. My Thank goodness. You. I'm appreciating the love. We got B. James. He's like, go back and look at my score prediction. Yeah. Yeah. You predicted it. I predicted that the Ravens would score 37 points. Some some Seahawks fans, they came into my chat. They came into my, my mentions and said, uh, it's no way that the Ravens would put up 37 points. Now, all credit due to Seattle. I thought that they would put out a better showing than this. Like I told you last night, they had the receivers. They had the run game. They had the defense. It just wasn't their day. And I do believe that the Ravens are showing the NFL that we may possibly be the best team in the NFL. I have my thoughts on that, too. Like how much of it is the team was just off because that was the same excuse that the lions used. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Oh, we just, it just wasn't our day. We just really weren't firing on all cylinders. And then the same thing could be said about the Seahawks where I'm hearing the same thing. Oh, it just wasn't our day today. Right. Just wasn't it. Well, how much of that do we want to believe is true versus how much of that is you just went up against a, a superior team and, that's just the end of it. <laughs> yes. And I don't believe in coincidences. So what is it? How it, how could it be that, that it's a coincidence that all teams just keep having bad days against the Ravens? Like mm -hmm. just coincidentally, they just, they were off this game and it had nothing to do with this awesome defense, but we'll get into that a little bit later. We got Malik being the house What's going on. Appreciate you for dropping by Brandon Bazell. What's going on team Ramey's in the house. Osman, what's going on? And of course, we got Danity in here. That's right. Hit that like button. Like, subscribe if you have not. I hate saying that at the beginning of a stream, but hey, 
we streamlining this stuff. If you're new here, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, share it all with your friends. Jeremy Miller's in the house, living big with Big Reg. Don't think that you off the hook, sir, because I'm not feeling well, because uh, I think you owe us two streams for today. I don't remember seeing any notifications about you streaming. You didn't do it. Um, got Thursday. So that would be the two. No, no, or he owes two today. Did he, he didn't stream Thursday either? Yeah, right. So he Thursday, was, Thursday was, that would be the two. One today, or is it two today? Two today. Where did all these things? Where are you getting balloons? You know what? I think it may be from Streamlabs. I'm not for certain where all of these, maybe somebody subscribed to something and that's how they notify me. I don't know, but it's just weird. I don't know. Jada Sixes and House is going on. MDT Sports, thank you for dropping by. Just weird stuff. Like last night, I just exploded into fireworks. Today's today balloons. And I really don't know. We got uh, LL in the house. What's going on, LL? Kogan, what is going on? Long time no see. Right here by Lee. How you feeling? Who else we got in here? Lunch Break Hot Take just had an amazing stream. Make sure you go over to Lunch Break Hot Take and check them out. Listen, if you like what I'm doing and you want to see it done professionally and better, check these guys out. <laughs> Open mic with OTL. Mike, what's going on, Mikey? How you feeling? Appreciate you for dropping by. Kimberly Harmon's in the house. What is going on? Jay Bears, Andrew. Oh, my goodness. Super brother. Zeke Okage, hottest name in YouTube. Appreciate oh, you for coming here. Yes, I'm not used to this. Not used to this. All right, that's everybody that I think. I think I didn't miss out on anyone. Let's get into this game and get these things started, if you don't mind. First and foremost, I think I know what those balloons were for. Okay. I said I don't believe in coincidences, but for some reason, hey, happy birthday to Odell Beckham Jr., who happy scored birthday. his first touchdown as a Baltimore Raven. Maybe it was the spirit of Odell Beckham that made those balloons pop up behind me because he wanted to celebrate everything that was going on today. Like, I hate to say it, but Tyler Huntley did what Lamar couldn't. I'm just saying, Lamar couldn't get him a touchdown. Tyler Huntley just calmly back there, waited. I'm just picking, I'm just picking, I'm just picking. All right. Um, also, I want to say congratulations. Maybe these balloons were for the Baltimore Ravens because today the Baltimore Ravens picked up their 250th win in franchise history. Congratulations to them. Also, let's go through some records. Uh, Lamar improved to 18 and 1 versus the NFC North, which means if this, excuse me, if this team can actually make it to a Super Bowl, we have a pretty good chance of Lamar coming out on top. Um, Geno Stone, I believe he tied a record for his fourth straight game with an interception. And he continues to lead the league. He continues and to and Yes, he does. All pro on coming. Also, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens, who set a franchise record. And I thought I found this hard to believe. This is the 30th consecutive game that the Ravens have recorded the sack. And that's a team record. And I'm thinking of all the great defenses that we've had in the past that, hmm, this was the team that set that record. But hey, congratulations to them. Good to go. All right, let's get into this game. The Baltimore Ravens dismantled, dismantled. They didn't just defeat, they dismantled the Seattle Seahawks 37-3 to on a day when the offense just wasn't at its best. Um, both teams, for the first two drives, they just muddled up and down the field, nothing really going on until the Ravens caught fire and realized, hey, Seattle just can't stop this ground game. And we'll get into some of, some of those players later on. But what did you think about this game? To me, it's 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 – not what I expected for this season because I thought that the Baltimore Ravens defense was going to play its part in us winning games, but I didn't think they were going to be the primary reason for the Ravens winning because the offense just has not found its footing since two games this season. So how do you feel about this game and what you see from your team? Still very happy. Um, this was a 
I would say borderline statement game. I, I would I would venture to say a borderline statement game. While I think we still have areas that we need to improve, the O-line, we, we just need to improve. Um, I will say that I am very, very pleased to see Keaton Mitchell out there, just undrafted rookie, you know, and I just, I'm really happy for him getting an opportunity and maximizing that opportunity. So, um, but, but going back to statement game, I don't think this was necessarily wholeheartedly statement, but certainly teetering on it. And I'm happy that we were able to at least show the league, put the league on notice that mm-hmm. we're, we're here to stay. And we're not the team that, you know, that the commentators would have you to believe that we are. You know, some days the criticism is over the top. And that's going back to, you know, I'm not going to name names, but is Lamar worth what, he, you know, is, is he worth what he's getting paid? And, and comments like that to just make, make me feel like we're taken for a joke and we're not really taken seriously. But I think today was a day that we just kind of put the league on notice, put other teams on notice. You need to watch out for the Ravens. Don't go up against the Ravens and think, oh, well, they're on again, off again. There's some timing, which to be fair, we have been. We, mm-hmm. we really have been, at least at the early start of the season. That was kind of where we were. And I do think we're still getting our footing on offense. The fumbles, they continue. That has to that has to change, and it has to change soon. And by soon, I mean before next week, because we go up against the Browns and then the Bengals, mm-hmm. and we just can't afford to continue to make those kinds of mistakes. Because I think at the end of the day, with football, the team who has the least amount of mistakes is probably going to win, especially when you're talking about other AFC North um, teams. So very very happy with the win. Um, all around good team effort. I think we came out a little sloppy, a little slow, sluggish mm-hmm. at first. Right. But once the offense decided that they were ready to wake up, we did see what we would hope to see from them. And I would just like to see that maintained for four um, four quarters in its entirety. Defense, great job again on defense. Salute to defense. Yes, and to your point, listen, um, the other teams are starting to take us serious. Uh, or a little more seriously. Um, uh, today I was going through some other, I like to watch other ra- uh, other uh, content creators as far as sports go and other teams. And they specifically pointed out the Ravens. They said, listen, if you think that our team is good, you have to look at the Baltimore Ravens. Like they're for real. Like people think that it's a joke. It's just by happenstance. This team is good and it's led by our defense. Surprise, surprise. Defense is leading the Baltimore Ravens. Um, some things never change, but since we want to be taken seriously as a as a franchise, as a defense, and like Coach said, oh, we got a sack, I think it's time to retire some stuff. Okay? I'm going to retire. I'm about to delete it right now. Ono Express is gone. It's not. It's no longer delete, delayed. It's just, <laughs> running at, it's just running at half capacity. And that half capacity is, is, is your boy Owe. Your man Owe got a sack today. Shout out to him. He should have had another. He Which almost one? had two. He almost had two. He was just a split the second the behind, but he almost had two. But yes, coach, you're absolutely right. Oh, we had a sack today. And so, you know, 
wonderful job on the defense. Wonderful job to them. They they're coming to play. And I think it's something to be said about having the leadership of Roquan because he just seems to be encouraging, inspiring those around him Mm -hmm. to just maximize the moment to, you know, take every opportunity that's given to be the best that you can be every snap, every down. And he doesn't just talk it. He does it consistently. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with the defense and yes, away. Okay. And listen, all praise the away. He's out. He listen. I, we we make jokes about him, and he may not have been, he may not have played up to the level the way he was drafted. But he's out there playing hard, and he does disrupt the offense. Now you said, listen, you want to be taken serious. You don't want to be a joke. You want people to see you as you are, and not just be a bunch of lip service, right? Right. So unlike some teams like the Florida Gutters, you know, we want teams that actually win teams that are winners we like to be associated with them so we're going to distance ourselves from any any florida gutters why do i keep we're coming gonna... back i must be a glutton for punishment i really must be because oh i thought you but i thought you wanted to talk the real so we we we, we take it i thought we were heart. talking to ravens oh i'm sorry i'm sorry listen shout out to the orlando magic orlando magic though they beat the snot out of the los angeles lakers i bet you could yeah. talk about that though I don't want to talk about that today because we touched on it briefly last night. Okay. I'm just, listen, I just, you know, just the Lakers fans just is like, eh, what's up, B? You just need to worry about Chris Paul. I move on. Wow. You love, you love, listen, I'm going to tell you like I tell first, words hurt and they have meaning. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all keep bringing up Chris Paul? Because Why you keep bringing to... up, you keep bringing up the Gators. The gutters. Let's get it correct. All right. Please, please, ma'am, can you give me your offensive play of the game? And in the chat as well, let me know who you feel like the offensive player of the game was for this game. I'm going to give the offensive player of the game to Keaton Mitchell. Gus Bus? Oh, okay. I'm going to give it to Keaton Mitchell okay. just because I really like what I see. He's playing with such confidence and it translates on the field. And to to watch him knowing that you know he was injured and now he's yeah. he's coming he's making his appearance high density he's and and he's doing it in such a consistent fashion i was really pleased with him so definitely second up would be gus certainly i know that's agnes if you're in here i know that's your your guy and up, rightfully so hi dre uh definitely would second runner up would be would be gus but i'm i'm going to give the award this week to Keaton. Okay. 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 I, I can listen. I can understand why you would say give the award to Keaton. And I'm surprised Agnes didn't want to give the award to Gus because that's her guy. Like yeah. she loves Gus Bus. And he listen the way that the game started. I'm like, all right, Gus is Gus is going to take us home and take us where we need to be. But Keaton Mitchell, he came in the game and surprised me. Like I didn't think that he actually had all of that. And I knew that he had burst, but I didn't know that he was going to actually break tackles like that. Um, yeah. And and listen, by no means is Seattle's defense a slouch. So I thought he was going to come in, give us a couple of good plays. But look, man, little man came into this thing. I heard I he was it. averaging like 15 yards a carry or something. Some some, really, some some large number like that. Like yes. 14, 13, 14, 15 carries. Um, yeah. So, so actually, yards. Mm-hmm. yeah. So actually, your man's your man's and them had 
nine rushes for 138 yards and one touchdown. And yeah. he it, he too is my offensive player of the game. Like, listen, he just came in and gave explosive plays. He broke tackles. I think he put this offense over the top. Now, for the day, minus the last kneel down, we should have had 300 yards rushing for the game. And he was the big proponent of that. Um, going forward, I hope that he can keep this pace up. And I know that he's I know he's not gonna average the insane 12, 13 yards a clip. I know that's not gonna happen, but he gives us that change of pace back. Unlike uh Justice Hill, he seems to hold on to the ball and he doesn't fall when the wind blows too hard. So I'm looking forward to see what Keaton Mitchell has to offer going forward. Let's see who you guys also chose. Eh, the savior. Jay, you always got something smart to say. I'm le- yes, less, yes. December 21st, Ravens' ring of honor inductee Keith Mitchell because he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Yolanda, if you could give me your defensive player of the game. Hmm. It is because, I mean, Patrick Queen was out there. Um, Kyle Hamilton, of course, Roquan. I don't really, I don't know that I can point to just one. So, okay. I mean, the, Kyle Van Noy, there, there was Geno Stone. I don't know. I don't really have one. I think collectively as a, as a defense, they did well. They were very solid. Okay. Yes, and that's right. Allow them to score one touchdown. That's very impressive. It is. They held them to a field goal, especially with the dogs that they have. Yeah, that's right, Malik. Shout out to the off the couch university for us older gentlemen, the ones that can still get up and get it done. Appreciate you. So you know, I think for the most. Oh, listen, Matabike. Listen, Matabike is doing his thing, doing his thing. I can't hold you, Matabike Pierce. Yeah, you also, did so Pierce, Matabike, add them to the list too. So as a whole, mm-hmm. the entire defense. Okay. So the person that I chose defense to play the game has Kyle Van Oy. He had two tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Um, for a gentleman that was signed after the season started, I think he's come in and solidified this team. He's helped bring an edge, and, and I think he helps OA. I think that he helps – Hamilton, I think he helps everybody else, especially Clowney, get to the quarterback because he demands double teams and he just goes out there and does his thing. I didn't think that he would have this kind of an impact. I knew that he would be good because he was a good player in Detroit. He was a good player in New England, and I think he played for somebody else. But I didn't think that he would have this type of impact at this age. And shout out to him, and I'm glad that he did because some other guys falling way, way short. (laughs) All right. Um yeah, we're moving right along. We got speeding this thing up. Because, listen, football is on. I'm not feeling well. Football is on. We got the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Buffalo Bills. This is, listen, I know that a lot of people are like, eh, who cares? You know, we like we need to see the competition. We need to see who we may go up against. And also, let's not forget, Pittsburgh, one game behind us. If Cincinnati wins, with all the troubles that they've had at the beginning of the season, they will be one game behind us. Well, one and a half, because I think we beat them already. So one and a half. And we got them coming up. Next week, we have the Browns. The week after that, we got Cincinnati. Things could change dramatically over the next couple of weeks. And then we have the Los Angeles Chargers. We don't know what we're going to get from Justin Gerbert, because we don't know 
you know, everybody likes to praise him as the anointed one, but he just can't win. You know, they don't give they don't give him the flag that they give Lamar. But eh. he's still eh. a, he's still a great, a great quarterback. I, I'm not going to take it away from him, but uh, right. consistency is a big thing for. Right. Mike says, if we can only get Tyus back. Well, listen, Mike, I need you and all your positivity to be put out into the atmosphere because mm-hmm. Tyus ain't coming back this year and it has nothing to do with an injury. I think it has more to do with the training staff of the past and the leftovers and how Tyus has been rehabbing and when he feels like he's ready. I think that they have some kind of beef, and that's why John Harbaugh is out there saying, listen, I'm going to let Tyus address his issue instead of being the head coach and saying, listen, he'll be back week whatever. Because he was supposed to be back week one, then it was week five, then it was maybe week seven. We don't know what's going on with him. I'm not expecting Tyus back. Plus, if he doesn't play this year, we get to save, five, I think, $5.4 million and put that back into the salary cap. So who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah, very, dis- very disappointing about Tyus. I really was looking forward to seeing him come back this year. Yeah. But I mean, would you blame? Would you blame him? Looking at all, listen. You look at Ronnie Stanley for one. Somebody that got injured, they brought him back too early. He went to our doctors. They like, you're fine. Just come on back. Got hurt again. If you've seen time after time after time after time, a medical staff that doesn't give a darn about you and just cares about you getting on the field and earning your money, so to speak, would you believe in anything that they said or trust their word when they tell you, "Oh, you're good to go. Everything was good." No, I wouldn't. I certainly would have an independent evaluation or have my own, you know, medical team advising me of they do have. whatever I'm able to do. So whether he's medically cleared mm-hmm. by the Ravens doctors or is he medically cleared by his own team of doctors, I don't know. But I just know it's just, you know, it's disappointing to not have him out there. Yeah, because the same, listen, the same thing happened kind of sort of with Deshaun Watson. You know, he had that shoulder injury. He didn't play against the Ravens. And his head coach came out and said, oh, yeah, he's medically cleared, but he just chose not to play this week. Come to find out he had a micro tear in his shoulder. I'm not sure if his doctor caught it or they caught it because apparently they didn't catch it because they said you're good to go to go out here and play. So once again, the team has a team interest at hand. They don't have the players' interest at hand. They just want you to go out there, be a product on the field, and do what you're supposed to do. So I don't know. But I just know that if Tyus Bowser, to Mike's point, if he were actually playing, this defense would be that much scarier. All right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, everyone. It's time for me, for time for you all to give me your good, your bad, and ugly from this game. Starting with me, Alonda. The good okay. is that our offense, after lagging for a bit, started to look more cohesive. And they actually began to look like what we envisioned they would look like. That would be my good. Okay. And that we beat the Seahawks in spectacular fashion. That would be my good. The bad, the fumbles that continue to plague this team. And I don't know. I think I heard somewhere, maybe it was in Coach Evans' stream, maybe it was a caller, but I think someone mentioned that there's a disconnect between the handoff between Lamar and Justice Hill because we don't see that with the other backs. 
Mm -hmm. We see it with justice. So I don't know what needs to happen with the two of them. If more Mm -hmm. practice or continued practice will help with that, but um, definitely ball security. Lamar had a fumble as well. He was doing better. He really was because the first three or four games, it was just, oh goodness, with the fumbles. And then we had a couple of games where he wasn't fumbling the ball. And today he did. He had one. The same thing with OBJ. I saw him you know, very loosely carrying the ball. So the bad would be the fumbles. The mm-hmm. ugly. I don't know that I have an ugly. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to just be grateful that we had a really successful win. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I have an ugly for today, for, for this week. You do not have to have one. All right. Um, I'll agree. The, the fumble wasn't on Lamar, but it's just the op, the optics of him leading the league in fumbles. Like, it's just the optics. It, it doesn't look good. And pocket awareness. Now, you can't, you, you can't say the fumble wasn't all on Lamar. Yes, he listen, Ronnie Stanley got beat. But pocket awareness. You step up in the pocket, you know where your surround is. So I can't put it all on Stanley because he could have stepped up. But just as in general, because for me, this that's my ugly. My ugly are the turnovers. Like OBJ is catching the football and carrying it like he got some sunflower seeds in his hand, just running down the field like, yeah. Yeah, and drop the ball. Like I, some people don't know about sunflower seeds. Like you, you gotta shake them up. You can't just eat sunflower seeds. You gotta shake them up. But yes, the ball security is an issue because I don't want it to become a habit. I don't want it to become something that once we get into the playoffs, it's something that we're used to. And it just seems like every single game there's a turnover. And like you said, the disconnect. The ugly also is the disconnect between Justice Hill. And Lamar Jackson. And I think Jose and Brian said it earlier in their stream. If you are the only one that's fumbling between the exchanges, it has to be you. I didn't see him fumble with Keith Mitchell. I didn't see him fumble with Kenyon Drake. I didn't see him fumble with Gus Edwards. I don't see him fumble with anybody else except for Justice Hill. So Justice Hill, you may be the problem. And with you being a problem, and now we have Keaton Mitchell, if he can stay healthy, you already know Justice Hill is going to be re- regulated to the bench. Like he's in John Harbaugh's doghouse, and we're not going to see very much of him. So that's the ugly. Um, my bad, my bad is going to be the deep passing offense. Like we still haven't gotten it together. And I know y'all said week one, week three, week five, week seven. This is week nine. And the cohesiveness with the offense is just not there. And our deep passing game just it ain't it. And where where the heck was Zay Flowers today? Where was they flowers? Now they tried. They listen. The first eight weeks, they've tried to force feed him the ball. Today just wasn't it. And I just think going forward, something has to happen. Yes, yes, Killer Cam. I forgot all about that one. We didn't see a fumble with Melvin Gordon, and he fumbles everything. But yes, the deep passing game, just in general throughout the season, it has not been good. It's not been up to par. It's either a bad throw, a misread. Just something is always happening to where we need to get things together. And I'm not saying that we won't be fine, Joey. What I'm saying is practice makes perfect. I don't want my team to be perfect, but I want them to practice to be perfect. Because if you practice to be perfect, you make less mistakes. 
Not to say that there won't be mistakes during the game, but these are the things that happen. And I had already had something set up. Since we're short on time, I already had something set up saying how similar this season is, kind of, sort of, to the 2019 season. Are we about to go on a run where we rattle off a whole bunch of games playing one way, then we get to the playoffs and do something else? But if we're used to turning the ball over and we don't have our passing scheme down and people don't know where they're going to be or the ball placement, it's going to haunt us because we can sit here and go 15-2 and for the regular season. But then we get in the playoffs and we start playing these good teams and the defense can only hold them down for so long and i think right now cincinnati just scored a touchdown like these teams are a little bit different than the detroit's and the seattle's now not to say that those teams aren't good but these teams know how to score they have offensive coordinators that say you know what this ain't working let's pivot over here so that's that but now my good my good has to be we won lamar's 18 and 1 versus the nfc we should have never lost that game to daniel jones and the new york Giants because then you know i got to hear first's mouth for the rest of my life but Clean it up. That's the only thing. Like, And it's not to say that something's wrong with this team, but let's get in the habit of doing things right because 2019, we thought we were un- – I'm sorry. I thought we were unbeatable. You put everybody in front – you, San Francisco, Buffalo, you put all teams in front of us, and I was like, yo, can't nobody stop us. And the only person that – the only people that stopped us was ourselves. So I don't want us to get into our own way. And listen, clean it up. Get it right. Listen, use these practice games. But now we start to get into that point of the schedule where we got three consecutive home games. And I think we only have three more road games for the rest of the season. So most of the games are going to be at the crib, at the bank. So let's get on that run, get that number one seeding because the AFC kind of the AFC kind of looks weak. I mean, we can leave 2019 and 2019, but it's it's amazing to me. And not to pick at you, Agnes. It's, it's amazing to me. You say people's not you, but people say you leave 2019 and 2019, but people love bringing up 2012. It's okay to talk about 2012 and the Super Bowl run, but we can't talk about 2019. And that's my whole thing. I need people to pick and choose their battles. Like it, keep it the same for one, keep it the same for another. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying it just feels like this. And I just want us to be prepared. And we all know John Harbaugh does not keep this team prepared enough in specific games and i think that's also a reason why we start slow but once again it's a win so i'm happy and i bought into the fact that i think that this is the dominant team i bought into the fact that i think we have a super bowl contender because all of the teams that we've had in the past and i'm just talking the past six years have not been super bowl contenders y'all can say oh well you know we make the playoffs a lot of teams make the playoffs we have not been super bowl contenders for a while I think this year we can contend for a Super Bowl, especially the way that we look defensively. Hopefully the offense can catch up, but the AFC is looking real weak, real weak. Kansas City doesn't look that good. The Dolphins can't beat anybody with a winning record. Um, Buffalo, you don't know what you're going to get with Josh Allen. So I think this is the time that we need to get everything that we can, put it together and make that Super Bowl run because I need I need this. And like Ray Lewis said this, Ray Lewis said this, when he gave his retirement speech, I need this. I need to get to a Super Bowl. No, he said that during the first Super Bowl, right? He said, I need to get to a Super Bowl. I need this team to get to a Super Bowl only because this team is going to look totally different next season. Totally different. And I had another segment to go on asking you of the three people. We have three. We have the three amigos that we need to concern ourselves with. We need to concern ourselves with Geno Stone, Patrick Queen, and Justin Matabike. Now, you can sign one, franchise the other, and what you're going to do with the third? 
And it's a bunch. I think Devin Duvernay's in the last year of his contract. Like this team is going to be, be be constructed totally different next year. So I think we need to do everything that we can right now to make that push towards the Super Bowl, so that we're not sitting back next year looking like, well, how do we fill this piece? How do we put in somebody here who's going to replace that person? So that's just how I feel about that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rant. <laughs> no, you make very valid points. We, the time is now. This is the time. This is the team. We need to capitalize. We need to make the most of every opportunity given to us every single game. We don't have time for mistakes because once you get to the playoffs, there's no margin for error. Right. None. Uh, franchise Gino. And what are we gonna do with what are we gonna do with Marcus Williams? Like you can't we don't need to let Gino walk. We don't need if Gino continues to play like Gino is playing through the first eight, nine games, we need to figure out a way to keep him. But what do we do? We just signed a $70 million safety. I know we did. We need to figure out what we're going to do with him. Who's never on the field. I don't know. I don't know what, what we can do, but we need to think about it. We just signed a $70 million safety. Who's played how many games? Maybe about, maybe not even half of them. So you need to take that into consideration. I mean, Gino is available. Gino has been available. And not only is Gino available, he's playing at an all pro level. Right. And that price tag is going to go up. So my thing is, if you, if, if, if we say, you know what, let's, let's see if he can do it again. Let's see if he can replicate what he has done. Franchise tag him. What are you going to do with Patrick Queen? Are you going to let Patrick Queen walk? No, no, you don't let Patrick Queen walk. You need to figure, they need to put their heads together now and start to crunch some numbers. They need to figure out where they can skim, restructure, revamp, whatever they need to do. But you don't let Gino walk, especially with the uncertainty of this $70 million safety that we have who's played a handful of games. Right. So, and this is, this is the, this is the issue that you run into. If you trade Marcus Williams, you're going to run into a dead, dead cap situation where we have dead money on the books. We're already, we're already crunching numbers when it comes to the salary cap now, where we're always up against the wall because of things like this, because we overpay for certain people and then we end up letting them walk. We cut them, certain things happen. And now we just got dead money on the books. So I don't think that we can trade, Marcus Williams, and you write Killer Cam, you can't pay two inside linebackers. You can't pay two off-ball linebackers a whole bunch of money. I hate to say this, Patrick Queen has exceeded expectations. He has proven me wrong. I was wrong about him. He's out there playing phenomenally. But, But to me, it's a little bit easier to replace an inside linebacker, may not play as well, but you got Roquan to clean all that up, than it is to find a defensive tackle that can do what Justin Matabike is doing. That's just me. I don't know. I That's not something that I, I'm familiar with in terms of what our options would be. But they need to figure it out. Every oh, week, man. every week we see inactive Marcus Williams. And then the one week where we didn't see it, he was playing with one shoulder. And then he injured his hamstring. 
I'm not going to say that he is injury prone. I'm certainly not going to say that because I don't think he dealt with these types of injuries when he was with the Saints. New Orleans? Yeah, he did. He did. He did not. But, he was available. Right. He comes here and now he's dealing with a slew of in, uh, injuries. But so I'm not ready to say he's injury prone, but we certainly need to rethink this $70 million. Facts, 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 facts. All right, really quick. Um, stock up. You have any stock up, stock downs for this game? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have no stock downs. Oh, I lied. Justice Hill. Justice Hill is my only stock down. Get yourself together. Stock up this whole team. Um, Hardly. I'm going to give a stock up to Hardly. Stock up. Hardly unlikely. He had a bunch of catches. Stock up. Keaton Mitchell. Mm, definitely. Likely. Bateman. OBJ. Okay. Okay. I don't really have any stock down. Yeah. I mean, except for Justice Hill. Except for Justice Hill. And I don't know where the fault lies. I have to, you know, rewatch it. But I don't know if it was, if the onus was on Lamar, if, it, if he was partly to blame, or if stock down Owe. Right. What? Owe had a sack he, and a whiff. No, he said he should have had three sacks. He should have had two. I saw two. I definitely saw two. But I'm not willing to put him on the stock down list because he's not the only one who had an almost sack, Jadavian Clowney. Yes, he's Jadavian Clowney is a forever almost sack. Right. So if we're going to put Owe on that because he missed a sack, missed out on a sack, then put Jadavian Clowney. Let's be fair. Let's keep it real. But, um, But anyway, so no, I don't have any. Don't have any stock down minus the fumble exchange between Lamar and and Justice. Agreed, agreed. All right, um, ma'am, appreciate you for hanging out with us. Do you have any parting words for the people? No, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time. If you are new, welcome. Hit the subscribe button. And if you're here and you enjoyed the content, hit the like button. And enjoy the win. I think yes. this is a 24-hour rule that the rate that the players get, they can enjoy the win for 24 hours and then they turn the page and then begin to look at the next week's opponent. And for us, that happens to be the Browns. Facts. Who Facts. won today? Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Yes, indeed. And Deshaun with Watson looked their, pretty good. With Deshaun Watson with their quarterback. Deep. So if we can expect Deshaun Watson to play this upcoming game, it's a tall order. We we have our work cut out for us. But anyway, we'll talk about that later in the week. But for now, enjoy the win. It was a really good win. A statement, almost a statement win, close close to it. I want to make sure that Lamar is okay, make sure his ankle is fine. I know he said in his presser, post-game presser, that, yeah, I'm fine, I'm okay. And of course he's going to say that, but I want to keep a close eye on him to make sure that no more QB runs, please. They should have gotten the message. I will say that that would be, uh, let me add that to my bad, my list of bad, good, bad, and the ugly. I I forgot about that. Why did we continue to run the quarterback after he got up limping and, you know, favoring his ankle? So that is something I will add to the bad. 
Yeah, that, that play calling. Yes. All right, listen, still 61 people in here. Make sure on your way out you hit that like and subscribe button. If you have not, I appreciate you all for hanging out with us. Make sure to be back here next Sunday at 8 p.m. where we will have a full show. Hopefully, I will be feeling better at the time. But if you want some more of this, make sure tomorrow night to join me on the Ravens Roundtable on Sip to Tally Films with Coach Evans from Sip to Tally. I'll be there with my brothers on there we'll talk ravens we'll talk everything we we'll go through the offense the defense everything going on celebrate the win uh my man otl mike will be there make sure you drop by otl mike's channel open mike with otl mike he just dropped a new episode we have been waiting for this episode for some time he is now back doing his thing trust me it is something that you want to see also he does a podcast with jose and brodney from lunch break hot take i know y'all were already over there earlier he does ring kings with them so make sure you go check those guys out and also on the ravens round table with us is, is is chris just joking from deep cover podcast where they break down film they break down the ravens really really dope content whenever they come out with it but i guarantee you'll like it now also tuesday you can catch me with my man, Mr. Galloway, on Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway, talking all things hip-hop, especially old-school hip-hop. We have a special episode coming up because it is our one-year anniversary where we've been doing our thing. Hopefully, y'all have enjoyed all the content and everything we bring to you guys. We, excuse me. We try to entertain you. We try to give y'all something to look forward to. And I do hope that you all like it. All right. So, we've been here a little bit Congratulations on one year to you and Mr. Galloway. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any anything before we leave here? Because I need to go watch this Cincinnati Buffalo game. Scott out the competition. Uh, quickly, who won the Dallas Eagles game? Philadelphia won. Dallas of had course. the ball. Of course, of course. I just said to myself, Dallas, you had one job to do. Dallas. One. I mean, Philly, Philly. Philly tried to blow the game and hand. Philly handed. Philly actually handed the game to Dallas, and Dallas was like, I don't want it. My name is Rain Dakota Prescott. I don't want anything to do with winning. Uh, did the uh, Panthers win today? I know we have some Panthers fans in there. Mm -mm. Um, uh, Bryce Young had, th I believe, three interceptions, two pick sixes. Oh, yeah, I know they played the Colts. I need to check a, um, take a look and check on the scoreboard. I didn't keep up. Okay, well. Next week, there's always next week for the Panthers. So next week, next week, there will be no excuses. The Browns will have Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So once we beat them, then we won't hear anything about what well, we, you know, we started a rookie the last time we played you guys. And that's the only reason y'all beat us. All right. You got your starting quarterback. You got your starting receiver. I mean, Nick Chubb is still out, but we'll see what happens. Uh oh, TMJ played great. Oh, good to go. All right. Tell the people about Yolanda. Thank you so much for coming out, spending a part of your Sunday evening with us and talking Ravens. We appreciate it. To those Seahawks fans who might have stopped by, we appreciate you. We do have utmost respect for your organization and for your team. And um, yeah. Let me tell I you. Really, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I don't want to say good game and then be thought like, oh, she's trying to be snarky. No, I'm not. But let me um, tell you, I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't even talk trash to the Seahawks. I can't talk trash to them because their fans are so Not nice. Either. Their fans are, they are, their so fans nice. are so, they talk smack, but they talk yeah. smack politely. So it's not Polite. even fun. They do it respectfully. Respectfully. So that's so why I'm saying I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take any type of jabs at the Seahawks. But Thanks. Nothing Thanks. but respect for them. Thanks. Anyway, all right. all thank right. you all so much. Take care. Stay safe. Go Ravens. Go Ravens. See y'all next time.